Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So you can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Come on, kids, now gather around. Grab along and sit right down. What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground. It's the campfire shit show. And now, your camp counselors, Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. Meryl! Hi. Hey. Hi. I don't know, should we... I'm just feeling like a little like subdued today. Cool, mellow. Can we just like start off with a little exercise of... ASMR. Ew. No, yes. I'm just kidding. I don't want to do that shit. Um, how are you? What's going Maybe on? Maybe just like cracking someone's neck open. Like, oh, Jesus. Whoops. I mean, you know feathers. <laughs> cracking a, a person's neck open? <laughs> I mean, that could sound good in some ways. Okay. Oh, you know what? Like the sound I can't deal with is, you know, those white coolers? Like the white styrofoam. Oh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I could, my hair on my oh, arms no, no, goes no. up right Mine now. Mine too. I, I don't like yeah, that yeah, either. Yeah. I don't like that either. I also don't like people biting popsicles. Oh, I can feel that. That's kind of the same. It feels the same. Oh, I'm getting shivered. I know, right me now. too. Um, God. Uh, so, okay. So, we got a big episode today. Yes. I am so excited. And please, uh, like normal listeners, listen to the whole thing. Please just even, because this may be out of some people's wheelhouses. It's, 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 it's deep. Yeah, it is. It goes deep. deep into information. Just stick with it. We feel like you're gonna enjoy. stick with it. And towards the end, I would even okay. So sometimes we act like we don't rec- pre-record these, but we already but w- did. We yeah, know what happened. We but, know what happened. But um, it gets like <laughs> not not more interesting, but it gets more like personal and juicy, kind of yeah. towards the like lower middle. So keep listening. Please. So today we have uh, a famed astrologer, mm-hmm. uh, Scott Tajarian. And that last name, I love it. I know. Tajarian. Doesn't it sound like a Game of Thrones character? Yes. Targaryen. Targaryen. Oh, I think he's Armenian. And that is my new people because I live in Glendale and it's heavily Armenian. (laughs) So, you know, typically I'm not into astrology. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So I got a quick story to tell you. Yes. Uh, It was like last week or two weeks ago. um, My friend Nate has a telescope and he brought it out and we put it on the patio <laughs> and we were going to look at the moon because there was going to be a, a lunar eclipse right right this big exciting like catch it now yeah it's, it's it won't happen for another 500 <laughs> years yeah. I'm like, wow okay that's pretty cool and so 
we set the thing, set the telescope up. We're facing at the moon and we're waiting and we're waiting. It's supposed to happen at 1055 at night until 1130. <laughs> and we're like, okay. And then 1055 comes and nothing really. I'm like, oh, I wonder if it's like a different time zone or something. And then, no, it, it is the right. We waited there for like two hours oh. waiting for something to happen. And it was like nothing happened. Really? Nothing. And I was like, what the hell? So looked it up. And they said, oh, unless you have this like high powered oh, whatever, no. you're not going to see anything. And then here is what you would s- would have seen with that high powered telescope. And the picture was like, it looked like the top corner of the moon was just a little bit darker. Really? And I was like, so it that's, wasn't like this big. It's not even a, that's not a lunar <laughs> eclipse. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah. I felt so let down. And, and it's like, that's as far as I get into <laughs> astrology and the moon and the stars and all that. Stuff. I, I'm, I'm confused by like. Oh, these the star is Olympus or yeah. whatever, and I'm like, uh, how did that happen? I, okay, even like the when it's like the pink never be seen, never seen before moon for the next thousand years, uh-huh. we'll see it, and it's like yeah, a yeah. shade of pink. I, I think the the deepest I get is like, God, you're being a bitch. Uh, is the moon and is, is the, the planets in <laughs> retrograde? Yeah, or I was gonna say that's what I blame my yeah. life on is just yeah. all in retrograde. That's as deep as I really <laughs> have gotten. But uh, yeah, today we're talking to Scott, and he uh, he dives in. For real, real, real. So yeah, we're really I'm, excited to 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 show you guys everything that he discussed about me and Meryl. Yes, yeah. So he does. He explains a little bit of what an astrologer does, and then how it relates, how the planets and the stars relate with what's going on here on what was this planet that we're on right now? Earth. Earth. Oh yeah, Earth. Planet Earth. Yarath. And then he was so nice and so cool to do our own reading. So he yeah. does our own readings, and then. He gives a reading for like us, Bo and I working together and just the podcast. And it's so funny and cool. Yeah, well and then, <laughs> wait, okay, but I just want to give a shout out to the reason why Scott was so gracious and came on is because um, my good friend Ingrid started doing a podcast with him that is very popular called The Weekly Transit. And so he uh, it comes out on Sundays and it takes a look at like the astrology for that week and then how it relates to to that person's week. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah, we're excited to get in here. Oh. So let's get into the sleeping bag with Scott Tajarian. Oh my gosh, I'm very excited to talk to you. I'm excited to talk to you. I thought this would be fitting because you are my first, you're our first guest from when I moved to Los Angeles. And I thought, like, why not have the best astrologer in town? <laughs> the most LA thing ever. Like, next we'll be meeting with, like, I don't even know, a, like someone that makes vanilla almond lattes or something well, like that. <laughs> that's the follow up? <laughs> yeah. That's the follow up. Okay. Like the, the almond milk distributor. I'm honored. <laughs> okay. So, first, I want you to tell people, like, what, what an astrologist is, what, I mean, that's such a big thing, but just kind of like when you I, tell people what, what your job and your life is, what what is that? It's it's pretty simple, actually. An astrologer is an interpreter, basically. Uh, astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. And as an astrologer, I'm an interpreter of this language. Nice. Oh, my gosh. And And how, like, what do you use for that? Is it all like dates, time, signs mixed with like the moon and the stars, and or is so, it so? So, when you think of a language, and and I got you guys, this is for both of you. I you know I d- 
do these for my clients. He slowly, uh, slowly and creepily opens two envelopes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it just says, you're fucked on it. <laughs> I was joking earlier that he's going to open one and it's going to say like, you are the father. And yeah. then I was just going to leave and drive to the other coast. <laughs> yeah, I would never heard of Bo again. <laughs> All right. So what is this guy? What is this? So. It's a language, mm-hmm. and just like any language, there's symbols, there's characters. So in order to understand what the language means, you begin with the fundamentals. I think of astrology as a language, but also as like a board game, a puzzle. Okay. Uh, when you're thinking of it as a board game, it, it looks like uh, the board is the signs, and the pieces are the planets that move around in the signs. So okay. if you understand what the pieces mean and what the board means, then you understand what they are saying to you. Okay. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, yeah it good. does make yeah. sense. Yeah. I think about that in the way... Uh, my first question is, Has have the planets like changed since we've been born? Oh, God, yeah. So so is like what we were born as not relevant anymore? No, or? it's super relevant. Okay. So that's super so relevant. like you don't just shift from like, okay, now I'm like if, if I started out as a Leo, now I'm like a Taurus or something like that. No. Like, that's not, okay. So here's a way to think about it. We're right now on planet Earth. We're, we're spinning at a thousand miles an hour in a circle on the Earth's axis as we're flying through space at 67,000 miles an hour around the sun. So we're moving really quickly. Uh, The planets, Pluto is moving at 10,000 miles an hour around the sun. Uh, Mercury's moving at over 100,000 miles an hour around the sun. So everything is moving really fast. So the way that the planets and stars were aligned when you were born is for you, and you alone. The next time they will be aligned in that way will be 25,000 years from that date, time, and place. So in order to understand uh, somebody's code, I need the date, time, and place of birth hmm. because it's very unique to you. Mm-hmm. Does that huh. answer your it question? It does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then my other thing that tacks on to this is, okay, because I, I, you know, kind of, our code or whatever is we're basically written in the stars so Mm -hmm. but then how does that relate to free will and so it's like if i just on the way home decide like we want to drive off the road is that like also written in my stars or is that just like it does free will kind of trump what we are already so free there's free will but then there's free will within your code you know that's really you have like if i had free will to be anything or to do anything in this world, I'd be LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's, you know, not in my code. So I'm me. So there's what I can do. Uh, I've been given and you've been given and everybody else has been given a unique set of gifts and challenges to work with. How you're working with that energy is up to you. That is the free will. Mm. Mm. Okay. So if someone has like, a lot of artistry in their their code or their lifetime. Mm-hmm. It's up to them whether they want to suppress that or whether they want to honor that and like make that their life's work. Yes. I get that. Yes. You know, something that that really drew me to astrology in the beginning when when I when I really just like it cracked open in me and I was like, "Oh my god, this is something I have to learn." Is I just thought, "We know that the sun and the moon move the oceans." Yeah. And the oceans weigh 1.5 quadrillion short tons. Each short ton is 2,000 pounds. The point is, they weigh a lot. Um, So if the sun and the moon can do that to the oceans, what were they doing to little Meryl and little Bo 
when you were just a few pounds in over 70% uh, water just a few at the pounds. moment. Gosh, if I could birth. go back to when I was just a few, a few pounds. pounds. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like a few tons uh, right now. I know, I'm a couple short tons. <laughs> Me too. Because that's, that's true, and I wonder if that's like God, you know, God or universe or whatever, that if that's like why we're also made of water, so much water, because yes. that's like the pull of... Well, and this is why, I mean, honestly, this is why we're talking to you is because... Uh, the truth is nobody really knows anything, mm-hmm. right? We're totally. all just searching for something. And if you step out of yourself for just a hot second and go, okay, forget about my job, my family, my friends, the car I have, the house I own or don't, the places, the city, blah, blah, blah. And you keep pulling back. It doesn't take very long to get to where you're nothing. Mm-hmm. Like you are worth nothing in this grand, grand thing. You're just the smallest little speck. And I think there's a lot of, especially me right now, going through all of this stuff in life, uh, whether it be COVID or whatever, right? Um, You really start evaluating, like, what does any of this mean, Mm -hmm. right? And, of course, we would like to have some answers. Yeah. That's why I want to talk to you. It's like, do you have some answers or do you have an idea of what an answer could be? Um, And and that's what's really exciting. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm excited to hear Maybe cool. the hint of an answer. <laughs> yeah, me too. Well, so here's here's what's going on right now. And so at the moment of birth, the the same forces that move the ocean, they made an imprint on you that shaped you from body to soul. And as the planets moved on, they began tapping into the code that they left behind in you to guide you towards your soul's purpose. Now, whether you move towards your soul's purpose willingly is up to you that's Mm. your free will but if you're not and you're moving away in 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 the direction that the planets and stars don't want you moving in they will they will they will guide you and and remind you and nudge you and then push and grind on you if need be to get you moving in a certain direction and if you don't move in that direction they will keep grinding on you and sometimes people never move in the direction that the planets want in terms of what's going on in society right now We've come to like a crux yeah. where where society has been moving in one direction that is that is uh, it's it's alternate to what direction we should be moving into. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we are doing things that are very unnatural for ourselves in terms of when you think of the planets and how they uh, how they sh- how how we can tap into the rhythms of the planets on a daily basis, but we don't. We're going Monday to Friday, you know, 9 Mm a.m. to 5 p.m. and so on and so forth. So what's happening right now is Pluto, uh, the god of death. This is uh, Lord of the Underworld, the planet of transformation. Pluto is in Capricorn. Capricorn is the sign that is symbolized by the goat. It represents ambition, achievement, and authority. Wherever Pluto goes, it brings death and rebirth. It brings light to the darkness. The last time Pluto was in Capricorn was 1762 to 1778. That was leading up to and during the beginning of the American Revolution. And as we're seeing now, since Pluto moved into Capricorn in 2008, many individuals and some governments that have not been operating with the higher uh, universal law of doing unto others as you would have them do unto you, they've been thrown off the mountain like the goat, so to speak. 
And as Pluto moves closer and closer to the edge of the sign, it's going to move out of Capricorn in 2024. So as it gets closer and closer to the edge, it gets more and more intense. More intense. So this is why you're seeing like revolutionary energies happening, not just in the United States, but across the globe. Mm. Uh, On top of that, you have Neptune, which is the planet of illusion, fantasy, deception, compassion and escapism this is the the planet that represents uh drugs and alcohol and it's moving through the sign that it rules pisces which is symbolized by the fish and and we know the saying drink like a fish Mm -hmm. so uh whenever neptune moves into pisces everybody feels a higher level of intuition towards one another than than any other time in history. And this is a generational, like Pluto, it's a multi-generational transit. The last time Neptune was in Pisces was 1848 to 1862. That was leading up to and the beginning of the American Civil War when people started to realize Uh, that, that, you know, oh, these are other human beings. Like, we shouldn't have slaves. Right. Um, So now people are feeling more and they're being asked to feel and and feel compassion for one another, for themselves, first of all, and then for other people as well. But we don't want that because it's scary. Yeah. And so we want to escape. And this is why since 2011, 2012, when Neptune moved into Pisces, we've seen a rise in the op- opioid epidemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the marijuana industry has boomed and so has... Uh, comic book movies like marvel movies like go back and look how many marvel and superhero films have been made since 2011 like there's been more in the last nine years than there had been in the previous like 30 um and then also all the star wars movies so people are wanting to escape into the fantasy realm like take me away from this reality but what neptune is saying is sober up wake up Pay attention to what's going on here right now because it's important. You have to learn to delve into your subconscious, face your psychological baggage, and heal yourself, and then find compassion for other people. There's also Uranus, which is the planet of rebellion, revolution, and uh, innovation, independence, and the unexpected. It is in Taurus, which it hasn't been in Taurus since... 1935 to 1942, leading up to and the beginning of World War II. So uh, this is creating, this is shaking our sense of security because Taurus is the sign that represents finance, security, all matters of the material. So Uranus is saying, what is it that you truly value in this world? And why do you need what it is you say you value? Which is why probably a lot, all of our jobs are, and identities are getting taken away. And then that seems the scariest thing because it's like this person banked on having this identity and then it's like, whoop, that's gone, whoop, that's gone. Like, hmm. 100%. 100%. The fourth piece that's really shaking things up, and you see how these are three pieces, and I call them pieces because I think of it as like a board game. They haven't been in this position since just before these monumental times in, in history. The fourth one is Chiron, which is the wounded healer. Uh, Chiron uh, was in the in the myths is a centaur, half man, half horse, half brother of Zeus, and uh, he was a great scholar, a great warrior, and a great teacher to many other warriors, including Achilles, Jason, and Hercules. 
Chiron was wounded by Hercules with a poisoned spear, and from that wound he could not heal because he was poisoned, but he also couldn't die because he was a god. And so in his infinite wisdom, he remembered Prometheus, who had been banished, chained to a rock against the ocean for the waves to break against his body and the, the birds to peck against his flesh for eternity by Zeus for stealing fire from the gods to give to the humans. Chiron remembered Prometheus and said, we both don't need to suffer. Mm. I'll take his place. Zeus was so moved by his brother's act of compassion that he transformed him into the constellation of Sagittarius, which is symbolized by the centaur or the archer. Chiron is in Aries right now, which is symbolized by the ram. The ram represents courage, leadership, taking the initiative. So Chiron in Aries symbolizes we are all dealing with a wound to our self-confidence. We need to face what that is. What are we afraid of? And, and face it head on like the ram would. The last time Chiron was in Aries was 1968 to 1977, which was the Vietnam War civil rights movement. So this is where we are right now. Oh, my gosh. That, that, first of all, that's amazing. And good for you. I appreciate your like groundedness in all of this. And I think it maybe hopefully it helps people that are you know kind of on the skeptical side of things realize that there's like at least at the very least there's a historical like tie into these types of things and it's not just like this is why you drive bad is it because you're like an Aries or you <laughs> no, know something no. like that so yeah. I really I yeah. appreciate that you come with like the historical knowledge of it too totally. the Greek well, one thing I one thing I, the first thing that came up to my mind is like these are all American things happening mm -hmm. that you're relating to the Vietnam War, the World War Two. Well, mm -hmm. it's not. I mean, World War Two is obviously not just an American thing, but sure. these are all related to America. Sure. Right? Is there some correlation in your mind to mm. why you're using that? Like, it, it, why is it American to you? Totally. You're here. Uh, yeah, because I'm here yeah. and I'm not a historian. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> you so know, there, there I would love to talk ways. to a historian and yeah. show them the astro, you know, the astrological alignments throughout history right. and have them educate me on what was going right. on. I'm not a historian. I'm just, you know, doing my best to, yeah. you know, Google and Wikipedia stuff. <laughs> and, Aren't we all? <laughs> and when you were talking about Neptune, it really reminded me like I'm, I'm really struggling with being addicted to Instagram and YouTube. And it almost feels like these past couple of weeks have heightened to the point now where I'm like watching a YouTube video and eight seconds in now I want to go check Instagram and then I'll go there and it's like my brain just can't get enough and mm -hmm. then I've added like TikTok to it and that has obviously like I think that it has some it's like the Doritos of mental things because it's like they're additives and it feels so weird so when you were talking about escapism like it's not really drugs or alcohol for me but I think a lot of people on the other side are just like we can't get off the computer and it's this crazy like matching of our minds that is driving you know me crazy and probably a lot of other people crazy absolutely anything on a screen anything yeah. on a screen is a fantasy it's not real I, th I mean i don't know how you feel but like i've been noticing lately that the best way to get out of that if you really want to right if you really want yeah. to yeah uh is i put my phone away but then i went around people who were on their phone and i just started getting disgusted because if you're not doing it and you're watching your friends and they're like not there with you and they're doing something and you're, you're going someplace and everyone's on their phone, you're like, oh, I hate this. I like, this is what we are. And this is who I am when I'm around them. I think the best thing you can do is like 
put your phone in an envelope and like hang out with your friends yeah. for an afternoon and see what happens. That's true. Yeah. Totally. And even just like while I'm working, I'll try to put my phone away for like mm. 45 minutes because at this point, even just not going to my phone for yeah. like two hours would be like a magical feat. <laughs> <laughs> so so then what? Because I keep on seeing kind of things saying like these couple of years are going to be crazy and the best things we can do is like in, in whatever way is good for you is to like get right with spirit and basically get right with yourself like do you see that these next couple of years are going to be like a really wild ride oh yes definitely the in next a scary in a very scary way it all like it all depends on you mm-hmm. and what how you're working with the energy so think of it as like this if we're going through a rebirth this earth and humanity is going through a rebirth with the earth so in birth not something, again, like history that I know much about, but I, from what I understand, you're supposed to push, Yeah. you know? If you're clinging on to the child as it's exiting, you know, the, the woman, then that's not good. <laughs> it's going to be you a know? tingling out. It, yeah, yeah. You know, you have to push. So, so those that are saying, I just want to go back to normal. Uh-huh. I just want things to be like how they were. They're going to have a really hard time. Yeah. So if, if that's your attitude, it's, it's going to be really rough. Mm. But if you're embracing the fact that things are shifting and that you have an opportunity to be a part of the shift, to, ca- to captain your own ship mm. and to move through this energy in a positive way, then it's not going to be scary or hard it's going to be enlightening. And I think the astrology that most people know or think of mm-hmm. is is different than what you're explaining mm-hmm. or is similar, but like they use it in a much more uh, simple way. Or it's like an, I was just going to say, like, I think a lot of people look at astrology as something in a newspaper that you like, totally. turn the page right. and you're like, totally. everyone born in August has is going to have <laughs> right. this experience. And I think that's some of the naysayers against it are always like, how can everyone born on one day have the same personality yeah. Right. Well, uh, there's more than 12 types of people in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and what I'm sharing is, yeah, you are actually unique. You your astrological code is unique to you unless you were born at the same time in the same hospital as somebody else. And then they're probably living a life that's mm. similar to yours. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, person. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, person. Yeah. <laughs> what if there's like a, a, a snowflake pattern bow out there? Oh, it's like, we are the father. <laughs> See, that, that kind of stuff does scare us. It scares yeah, us to yeah. think that there is a program, right? There's a there's a playbook or a sheet that says like, yep, that's what you're going to be. That scares you? Um, I think it scares me because uh, it makes me think like I don't have complete control over my life we've kind of talked about free will but like thinking about like okay because well i didn't choose to be born on the day i was born i don't think unless like inside i was like (laughs) all right here we go it's time and i'm like pacing back and forth like shoot out the hole let's do this you know i didn't get to pick that and so um there's a little fear there or a little bit of like maybe frustration even than being like no that's just because my parents fucked in december or something Mm -hmm. you know and then ended up having me on this day at this time because for whatever reason uh that i'm going to be this kind of person that 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 can be frustrating when you think that you have full control i i think about it like completely opposite of that oh like uh i think of it as like if you are say you and i since we're camping Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs> you're in our sleeping bag. Yeah, exactly. Looking at the stars. Well, no, this it's the daytime right now, oh, and, yeah, we're, and yeah. we're and we're by a stream or a river, and Bo's in a canoe, mm-hmm. and and 
I'm about to push Bo and the canoe out into the the flow of the water. But I'm going to ask Bo a question. I'm going to give Bo a choice. Bo, you can either um, allow me to blindfold you and uh, tie your hands behind your back, or I can take off the blindfold, no hands tied, and give you an oar. What would you choose? <laughs> Not the bird box. Yeah, thing. I was going to yeah, say, uh, yeah. is this like a kink thing? Like a fetish thing? Because <laughs> my, my answer might be different if it's fetish. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. Well, of course, I would, wanna, I would want the oil. Yes, yeah. exactly. You want to see and you want to be able to control. So if you understand your code, then you understand who you are. And once you understand who you are, then you can accept who you are. Once you mm. accept who you are, then you can begin to fully appreciate who you are. And once you're appreciating who you are, then you're accomplishing the one job that you have in this life. Oh, my god! And that's to learn to love yourself. Oh, no. Should I can't we, cry today. I can't I cry, guys. Okay, I want to get. So this is so exciting. Now I want to get to the part. I'm like, I'm really bursting to have our codes read and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Um, so you put together something today yeah. that like yes. shows us our code Thank based you on so much. Yes. Now this is based on our birthday, the time of birth, uh-huh. the place that we were born. Yep. Date, and, time, and place. Okay. okay and Date, I was going to ask before, what constitutes the exact time is it like the time that we like take our first breath or that we're shot out of our mother theoretically that's what it is i okay. mean of course like you know conception birth with is yeah. a is is a, a messy process and it's very chaotic and and who knows if they're getting the time just precisely but you know uh the time the time is is key because like i i said before the earth is spinning is at a thousand miles an hour flying through space at sixty-seven thousand miles an hour all the planets are moving really fast too yeah so even just a minute or two can shift a planet into a different wow. house and that changes the board. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Do you want to do, but you want to do both first? It's up to or you. Whatever you think is who, the juiciest. What, what would the God of Neptune, who does he want to read first <laughs> or something? And so, so well, yeah, I, so we gave him our date, time and place of birth. Yes. So, yeah. so Scott came up with the, these amazing. Well, I, and I have to say this first off is like, yeah. I did, I didn't, I have no idea when I was actually the time I was yes. born. So I wrote my mom and said, Hey, what time was I born? Yeah. And she just goes, I don't know. I think, I think if I remember right, she says around midnight or something. I can't remember. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like, but, she doesn't have my birth certificate where she is currently. And uh-huh. so she couldn't look at it specifically. And so I don't have that information. Yeah. So it could so be off by. Totally. And and that's always fun and interesting mm-hmm. to me, especially like if a client comes to me and says, you know, I don't know what time I was born. Mm-hmm. I think I was born between this time and that time. And then it, it, it becomes like a puzzle. Yeah. You know, you just start asking all these different questions yeah. and you just narrow it, narrow it down until you get to a time. And so I came up with the time with you. We can see if yeah. it fits or not. Yeah. Um, and then we can go to Merrill, or do you want to do Merrill first? W- w- you choose. You choose. <laughs> well, here's we'll do Merrill first because oh. I have her. Oh, I knew mine I was gonna be own. worse. He's definitely <laughs> saving mine. The good news, you're you're probably gonna like look at my chart and be like, "Holy shit, she's a weird wow, girl." Wow, that is a mess. So it looks like it looks like <laughs> that looks like honestly like like one of my neurons or like and we'll and we'll post pictures yeah, of this he's on our this, Instagram. This, this code up from Merrill, and it is. All over the that's place. That's like my last serotonin cell. That's what it, that's what mine looks like right now. <laughs> because Merrill was born at 2:24 p.m., the sun had already risen past its apex, and he had began its fall, but okay. it was still high in the sky. So obviously, you're a Leo. Yes. Um, but it's much more complex than that because there's more than 12 types of people. You know, the sun, wherever the sun goes, it brings light, life, and vitality. So. 
in Merrill's code, the sun was in Leo, which is light. Uh, so it brought its light, life, and vitality to Leo. Now, in order to understand the signs, you need to know the four characteristics oh that make up each sign. This so is beautiful. Th the four characteristics are what is the element, what is the modality, what is the ruling planet, and what is the symbol. Mm -hmm. So when you look at Leo, Leo is fire. So that is the first characteristic of Leo. It's fire. So you have the ability, Meryl, to warm a room or burn down a village. <laughs> yes, uh, Bo has seen me do both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so it's a fixed sign. That's the modality fixed because Leo occurs in the middle of the season. So the fixed signs are stable, they're loyal, they're also stubborn. Yeah, like I'm not going anywhere as a person, like to my friends or to my, like, yeah, you can like count on me. In a, yes. You know, in, a, in a way, like I might be late, but I'm not like going, I would never just like go someone. Flake or, on them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So the ruling planet is the sun. The sun rules Leo. So in your astrological code, Meryl, the sun is in a position of power because it's in the sign that it rules. The sun is the center of the solar system. The symbol is the lion. The lion is the queen of the jungle. So this is the... <laughs> Meryl just flipped her hair. So I, I have no choice but to be a little bit self-absorbed. Yes, right? absolutely. Oh, God. Oh, my God. But no, you it's do, written in my stars. But, but okay. Well, see, this is, this is where the free will uh, comes yeah. in. So the free will is warming a room or burning down a house. You can, as the queen, you can either be the benevolent queen or the tyrant. That's your free will. Are you going to be the tyrant or the benevolent? The nice one. Okay, good. Outwardly. Inward? Uh, no, all our listeners know that you can be both, and they've seen it. Yes. They've seen it. <laughs> I can be, like, I feel like I would honestly have that, like, Ellen quality where people are like, I love her, she's so funny, but then I go back to my room and I just, like, slay a goat or something, and I'm just like, <laughs> like <laughs> which scares me about myself, but I have to, you know, we just all deal with different things inside of our life. I think I just see that rage in you when yeah. someone, uh, when someone wrongs you in any way. I see that, like, mm -hmm. em emotional flare-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, Off yes. with their heads. Well, in, in intensifying that fire is the house that you're in. So when you're thinking of the houses, the houses, there's 12 houses, 12 signs. In order to understand the nature of the house, understand which sign is associated with which house and what is the ruling planet or planets of the house. If you know the order of the signs, then you know which sign is associated with which house. Because the first sign is Aries. Aries is the sign that leads us into the season, leads us into spring in the Northern Hemisphere. So that's the first sign. Uh, the ninth sign is Sagittarius. That's another fire sign. So your sun, Meryl, is in the ninth house, which is the house of philosophy, which is associated with the ninth sign, which is Sagittarius. Sagittarius is mutable fire. So another fire energy. It's symbolized by the archer, mm -hmm. and the archer is very precise where it hits its target. This is the this is known as the the blunt speaker. So you have the ability to really, you know, kind of nail somebody, and you might hurt their feelings, and then you're like, "But I'm just being honest." <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bo's reaction right now. <laughs> yes, because I've said some things before where I'll just like say something, and Bo will be like, "That's really mean about that person," 
but I I could like still love that person but but I do it to myself too. I just I'm like I hate this about myself. And totally. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. You so. don't have that filter. Right. That's that's what it means. Mm-hmm. So now as far uh when you're looking at the moon, the moon is two crescents of receptivity symbolizing uh giving, receiving, teaching, learning at your deepest emotional level. The moon represents the past. When you see the moon in the sky, you're seeing it through the reflection of the 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 light of the sun. So the 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 light that you see on the moon is literally past light, which means that the moon represents the past, it represents your upbringing, it represents who nurtured you, how you are as a nurturer, and it represents your home. It represents what you need to feel fulfilled emotionally and how you uh, respond when you are emotional. So when you were born, Meryl, the moon was in Capricorn. As I said earlier, Capricorn is the sign of authority, the sign of ambition and achievement. So you are emotionally fulfilled by achieving, by climbing up that mountain (laughs) like the goat. (laughs) (laughs) True, that's true. So, you know, this is why it's very interesting for me to hear your podcast and everything because uh, you've been wanting to come up to L.A. Yeah. And this is a big part of your your sense of achievement. You're, you're like, you know, San Diego's great and everything, but in order for me to get to where I'm going or where I want to go in terms of my ambitions, I need to be in L.A. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to make me feel emotionally satisfied. If I'm not getting to that next ledge, then I start to get very upset, very yes. frustrated. And you really have to... Pay close attention to how you're communicating to yourself emotionally because you you hold a very high standard for for what you are meant to accomplish in this life. And so you can be really hard on yourself. Yeah. And so it's just important to recognize that you'll get to the peak at some point, but just, you know, don't beat yourself up too hard all the time. Okay. Because that can become a detriment to yourself. What about... um? Because right now, like moving up here is a, and maybe we'll get to this too. But I have yeah. a, a relationship in San Diego. Totally. But I like always wonder how can my like soul's desire of living in Los Angeles be different than my like relationship that's in San Diego that does feel right for me. So like, what do you see with that? Okay. Well, be blunt. <laughs> maybe that's not his. Maybe no, that's can, not in his code. You can it's be, not in my code. You yeah. Can, you, you can tell me the truth about that. You know, I I would say that you're as the goat. The goat doesn't rush to where it's going. It, it just takes one little step at a time, is very, very cautious because it doesn't want to fall off the side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. So you're figuring it out step by step, and, and it will all reveal itself to you. I mean, y- all relationships come to an end, mm-hmm. whether somebody breaks up or somebody dies. But at the same time, they all continue eventually also, because if there is still work that is need needed to be done in that relationship, then you will reconnect in some way, either in this life or the next or the next. Um, so as far as will it work out for you? I mean, that's that's up to you trusting your own intuition. Yeah, yep. I mean, I can I can look at where the planets and stars are right now. So Venus is the planet of love and relationship 
And it's empty on her chart, right? <laughs> it doesn't exist, actually. <laughs> it's just a picture of me again. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was really weird. For some reason, I've never had this before, but it didn't appear on the chart. Just like so. me brushing my own hair in the mirror or something like that. <laughs> so, Venus... Now, I don't... So in the next in the next few years, you know, you're gonna have some some work to do in the relationship area, uh, because Chiron, the wounded healer, uh, is transiting, moving through your fifth house. The fifth house is the house of dating, love life, romance, uh, and uh, it's moving. <laughs> it's moving through the uh, the sign of Aries, which is your self confidence. So you're dealing with the wound to your self confidence in terms of dating and love life. Yes. As it moves forward in the next few years, it's going to align closely with your Venus, the planet of love and relationships, and it's really going to draw your attention. To what's going on in there and you're going to have to come to terms with the wound to your self-confidence in relationship in love and relationships and your venus is in the eighth house which is which is the house of death and uh death is the house that represents karmic bonds codependent relationships when your soul or heart is tied to another person so you're meant to learn about these deeply bonded relationships and in the next few years Uranus moving towards your seventh house, which is the house of marriage, could shake something up in your close partnership. Either way, it's going to shake something up. Whether it turns into a breakup or not depends on you and your partner, but there's going to be drastic changes that will need to come to the fore. Definitely. Yes, absolutely. I think I see that. So much so. Yeah. I mean, I mean obviously, this... living, wanting to live in a different city than your person is a big thing. And, and yeah, I definitely think so. And, yeah. And, and having the confidence to, like, be with the person because you choose to be not also because of being scared that there's, like, nothing else out there or, you know. That That's kind of what yeah. Chiron in the fifth house in Aries is all about. Do Am I worthy of being in a, a, a romance? Am I worthy of, of, a, of a love life, of, of dating, of dating around? Or are people going to like me? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to get turned down all the time? That's exactly what this transit is all about. And you're going to be experiencing that for the next several years. Oh, boy. So it's, <laughs> but I was making the silliest I, I have to say, I'm just like, I'm like, like the whole time, my mouth is getting bigger and bigger, like, oh. that is very true. and then and the, the camera's panning in closer and closer to Meryl. It's like the office, and, like, oh. and like, like one beat of sweat is yeah, just yeah, moving yeah. down and stuff like that. I could see Meryl being like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no, that's exactly true, and I think that that's like, yeah, no, it's it's that's very true. I mean, we've yeah. been talking about this for a long time, just uh, aggressively addressing mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. this subject alone in Meryl's life. So yeah, having known her and done, I don't know, 200 episodes of this show and hearing all the things that she goes through and, and, and where she's at, it, it, it's, it's kind of exciting to hear you say that only because like, if this is, if this is true and I say that for my listeners, uh, <laughs> then like this is exciting because it means that something positive will come out of it. She is going to be forced to face this mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. That has been a struggle. Mm-hmm. I like that you use the word aggressive. That's what Aries is all about. The ram is not shy. It's aggressive. Yeah. And so you are being asked to take an aggressive look 
at the wound to your self-confidence in terms of dating and love life. And the longer you hide from taking a look there, the more difficult it's going to be. Oh, man. So, you know, that's very true. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You have to. This is only as difficult as you make it. Yeah. I feel like not that I'm unlucky in love, but it's like I have no fear about new jobs, having new friends like other. I'm so confident in some other ways, but it's like I've I've almost had proof to me that like my love life doesn't go well. So it's like I have to address those. And where does that come from? Yeah, exactly. Why do you the proof like are you not able to change? No, or no, I am able to change. It just it always seems like it's a miss for me or like the people that I'm interested aren't interested in me. And then the people that are, I'm not interested in them. Like it just seems like I, you know, I, or mm-hmm. to me, I have felt unlucky in love. Yes. So this is why you have to look deeper within yourself at your own self-confidence. Maybe the reason why it's not working out is because you're going into the relationship saying, I'm not worthy. Will you please like me? Mm-hmm. You know? And so you're ending up in this, unfulfilled circumstance yeah and I'm, i almost like cling to my i mean i love my, i really really do love my boyfriend now but he almost is like the first one to like read me like a, or to be so interested in me and mm-hmm. like be so pro me or whatever so it's like i almost i'm like oh that's that's only gonna happen like once in this lifetime so i have to like you have that. millions of soulmates yeah that's interesting you really do um and so it's it's up to you to believe in yourself and that's what this transit is all about. Mm-hmm. It's about you learning to believe in yourself as a viable option, not even a viable option, but an amazing opportunity for somebody to partner with. Like, you know, they get to be with Meryl. Meryl's an incredible human being. Why wouldn't somebody want to be with Meryl? Yeah. That's the attitude. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm a goat. <laughs> that's so cool. Thank you, and that's that's g- so good because I really like uh, like the past month just moving up here to Los Angeles. I feel like goes with what my like soul feels like. Not to be annoying and talk about my soul, but but I think that was a big thing for me to try to at least like have faith in moving in the direction of like what my heart tells me to do. Yes, that's the thing. Trust your intuition. Trust your intuition. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, What I do is I'm just validating what's already going on inside of you. I'm reading your code, which is a language, and repeating it back to you. And people are like, oh, my God, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going through and so on and so forth. Yes, because you already know. You know inside of yourself. But in our society, fear, 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 fear. You're not worthy, not worthy. Fear, fear, fear. So how do you trust yourself in that environment? I thought you would tell me like, oh, you have no work to do. It's all perfect. But oh, no, God. <laughs> here's here's one other um, thing I wanted to mention as well in terms of your code. Your ascendant is uh, Scorpio. The ascendant is your outer shell, your face, your body, your personality. It's the essence of your soul. This was the sign that was literally rising along the horizon when you were born. When you were born, it was Scorpio. Scorpio is fixed water. It's symbolized by the scorpion. This is the sign that represents karmic bonds, those eighth house issues where the where Venus is. So this is you have in this life lessons to learn about karmic bonds, really uh, expressing your passion 
to people that are worthy of receiving it. Because you give a lot of yourself and then you're let down. So you have to really make sure that who you're offering yourself to, because you give 110%, that they are receiving it and respecting it. That's true. That's definitely something I'm dealing with. This is, <laughs> I also, I also kind of want to, I don't know if this is too off topic, but I just listened to one of your previous podcasts where um, you told off a girl Um, that was so Scorpio rising, you know, because, you know, when you're in a situation where you're uncomfortable or around people that you don't, uh, know, or, or you're uncomfortable around or whatever, you're showing your ascendant, your rising sign. So what you're showing is the manipulative, uh, stinging scorpion Mm -hmm. where you, where you didn't go directly as you normally would with that blunt talk, you kind of went this end around and, and Bo was kind of chastising you <laughs> on it because it was like, that was very Scorpio rising because you were uncomfortable. So you did this manipulative thing right. to try to get your message across. Yeah. And it didn't work. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll see in, a, in maybe uh, a recent episode coming up, we ended up having a, a talk. Oh, good. So yeah, so it good. ended up in, in it went better than usual. Well, that's so cool. Yes. Oh my cool. gosh. Thank cool. you for You're that. You're welcome. That's You're really welcome. wonderful. You're welcome. Okay, now let's Scott, move on to I, Bo's paternity I test. I really appreciate you not telling Meryl beforehand that I paid you to come <laughs> up here. <laughs> <laughs> what if he was like, you have to like rub both feet all the time. Like, I'm like that's a weird reading. Yeah, okay, like, that's like, weird. <laughs> yeah, that's really great. Oh my gosh, thank you. That's, You're that's, welcome. That's, that definitely touches on the stuff that I'm dealing with right now. So with Bo, dun 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 dun. dun. I came up with twelve thirty eight. Okay. As the uh, birth time, and I'm gonna find out. I'm okay, gonna cool. find out. Find out. Yeah. I'm gonna figure it out. I just gotta do a little bit more research. Yeah. And, yeah. I'd love to know exactly. You are obviously a very adept communicator. I've listened to many of your podcasts and you have the ability to really move the conversation along and engage. And you strike me as somebody who is a connector of people, somebody who like meets people and is able to, and when you're around people that you don't know, like on the podcast interviewing someone, you're naturally curious. That is the essence of a Gemini rising. If you were a cancer rising, you'd be, you know, a much more moody person, uh, you'd be very uh, connected emotionally to the people that you're around so much so that you would really need to kind of cleanse yourself from being around other people because they would just you would just carry their energy with you wherever you go. And that doesn't strike me as you. <laughs> so. <laughs> so that's your ascendant. Um, your moon is in Libra. Libra, like Gemini, is an air sign. So the air signs are communicative because air is how we hear sound and voices and send emails and all that. So uh, in your emotional nature, you're Libra. Libra is symbolized by the scales. Uh, The scales represent balance, harmony, equanimity, grace, beauty. So you are emotionally fulfilled by those adjectives. It's in the fifth house, which is the house of children. So Whoa, you are, so you the, are father. the father. <laughs> I'm the father. You are the father. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, you God are. Damn it, Maury. <laughs> <laughs> that means Bo's gonna so, have children. <laughs> well, what it means is uh, the house of children represents the energetic expression of children. Mm. So being a artist, drawing. 
pictures of, of people like in a cartoon way sort yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, you know, you're a very creative person. So this fuel being creative in that way fuels your emotions. The sun is in Virgo. Virgo is symbolized by the Virgin. It's a mutable earth sign. And this is where you get your sort of skepticism because Virgo being an earth sign, the earth signs are all about if I can't see it, taste it, touch it, smell it, or hear it, then how do I know that it's real? Mm. Um, so that's where that energy comes from. Mutable signs are go with the flow. But the virgin is, uh, you know, the virgin is that, that person who's like at the school dance in the corner all by himself. Uh, well, everybody else Were is you there. <laughs> everybody Fuck. else is having a good time, and 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 you're 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 quiet and and you're submissive in some ways, but you are noticing every single person there and what they're doing, and and you're just like, well, I don't like that fucking shirt. That, <laughs> they look like an asshole. At least I'm not wearing that shirt. Oh my um, god! You're like I'm alone for judging that shirt. <laughs> oh but I feel like now Bo has done a good job with with interject. Now he would be the person like in the middle of the dance having fun too. So, you know what I mean? It's like, funny. I think as a child, uh, I fought a lot with that exact thing where I was really a, a lonely child mm. in a lot of ways, mostly because like I didn't have my sibling was five years older and moved out. And then I didn't have a good childhood as far as like school and things like that. Mm -hmm. I was always kind of left out. Mm. I really think I forced myself to like shave that mm -hmm. and turn into a little something different now. Totally. But that, that, that does describe a little bit of me. I'm definitely a aware of my surroundings in every way well the higher expression of the virgin is somebody who's very uh very detail oriented uh there's somebody that that sees everything you have you have an eye to really see things that other people don't see uh you're a perfectionist in that way uh so that's that's kind of a challenge and a gift being a perfectionist because you know you you said on um it really struck me the virgo when you said on the podcast with Stephen Fishwick, mm -hmm. where he talked about uh, making a painting, and he'd been working on it for some time, and you had just gotten back from Japan or someplace, and you walked in, and you're like, "No, this doesn't work," <laughs> yeah. and and you saw something that he didn't see, but once you pointed it out to him, it was just like so obvious to him. That is, you know, a Virgo quality mm -hmm. um, of really being able to pick out the different details. It's in the fourth house. The fourth house is the house of home. So this gives you a strong connection to the home, um, whether it be the home where you live or your childhood in some way uh, or your upbringing. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to discuss that? <laughs> I don't know. It's up to you. Bo's home now is cool. <sighs> I would say that my connection with actual home, like childhood home, uh, I've, spent my entire life sort of running from mm -hmm. that's the truth of that mm -hmm. if I'm, I'm really gonna crack that nut open it's it's like it's not that i had a bad home mm -hmm. or, or or bad parents or anything like that it wasn't that it was just that i was it just didn't belong and i was dying to get away yeah. and i've always been running from that and i don't like going home mm -hmm. to that space anymore how do you feel about where you live where i live now yeah i always take great pride in the space that i live yes. in yes and I always try my best to create an environment that is peaceful mm -hmm. and also inviting. I'm I'm big on that. Yes. I'm always about experience in that way. 
Like when someone comes over, where will the places that they would want to spend time? When we're in this room, we can do that. When we can go out here, it's this. We go downstairs, we do that. It's sort of like creating that environment where everyone always feels like there is either uh, enjoyment or comfort. I love it. That's it. Meryl's not like looking at me now. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. No, I think I think like my now my thing because you know like in a in a good way. I think everyone always like wants to work with Bo and kind of be around him because he's so fun in the moment and like mm-hmm. such a good like. I never I've never been around Bo where I'm like I'm bored or this person's boring or anything like that. The the struggle sometimes that I deal with or that you know that I find whatever like his whatever is is <laughs> like almost feeling sometimes like he is so talented but he is like like we're both all over the place but in almost mm-hmm. different ways mm-hmm. so almost i feel like bogue is really good like in the moment um but then like i don't know i don't know how to say it but as but soon as you're not around i'm not there no 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 no. it's almost like he's so good in the moment that then like other in a good way he could stay focused on what he needs to but then the other things like go missing or i don't know how to to- it's it. you know well like with the the gemini rising is why Bo is never boring because Gemini is all about following the bouncing ball. Like, oh, look at this. Look at that. Yeah. And so he's keeping things fresh. Yeah. But at the same time, the Virgo sun keeps him also focused on the details. And then the, the Libra moon. Libra moon is is like the great uh, position for... Well, actually, both of your moons are, are like the most ambitious moons, I think. So, yeah. Uh, but Bose is, is like the social climbing moon. Because you connect with people naturally and really see a balance in partnership and so people respect you for actually listening to them and receiving them and uh, you're the type of person that people can come to to share a problem with for you to give a measured response or if there's two people that are having a dispute they can both come talk to Bo and you'll listen to both sides equally and give them a fair response so Mm. that that wins you like good graces Mm. in wherever you go and people are like you know what let's bring Bo along because he keeps things pretty measured um, yes, like measured and fair. Yeah, exactly. That's definitely how I'd say. And fresh. That's a good adjective because I always feel like even if Bo's like tired or hungover or something, it's still like fun, <laughs> which is like, I, yeah, <laughs> it's still fun. Thank you. You're welcome. Wait, what do you see about Bo's relationships? Oh my God. <laughs> 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 There's so much scribble there. Yeah. Well, it's so Bo's, mm. Bo's uh, <laughs> planet of relationships, Venus, is in... Leo, that's your sun sign. We're not going to be in a relationship. No, no, definitely not. No, I'm not saying that. Everything you said before, this is now thrown right out the window. <laughs> what if it's like just like two stick figures holding hands with like two, like two, pot, two headphones on? No, that's one thing no. that we're sure about. Is, is yeah. That was just or, a dramatic pause. Oh, my no God. Reason. That's but, so uh, funny. Uh, I mean, maybe he no, could date a Leo. Well, this is, this is the expression of the difference between having a Leo sun and a Leo Venus. So in terms of relationships, Bo, Bo is is looking for a partner that he can be proud of. Mm -hmm. Uh, He wants to be in a relationship where he feels that he is also seen and revered. Um, He's very, he wants to be in a relationship that matches his self-confidence because Leo is the sign of the king. And so Bo doesn't want to just settle for somebody because like, oh, well, I've been alone for too long and now it's time to be with somebody. No, it's like, is this person worthy of my affection? Mm -hmm. Um, 
Now, in this, in this version of the astrological code, we have Venus in the third house, which means that Bo, this is the third house is associated with the third sign, which is Gemini. So the third house is the house of communication. So Bo would want to be in a relationship where there is an open line of communication, where he's able to really be honest about how he's feeling about whatever. And, and he also wants to be with someone who's not going to hide anything from him. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Stop looking at me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, And also, bitches be crazy. Well, that's true. (laughs) Is that how you end every talk? That's how Scott ends every talk. Oh, and then also, bitches be crazy. Wait, before we end our talk, so now that, and and that's like such a good reading. I appreciate it. Like, that's so good. Knowing our two codes, what do you see like with our podcast? Like, what do you, yeah, how so, could we get better? So What's going to happen? Here's another way to. He's like, sound quality could use yeah. some help. <laughs> yeah, sound quality is great. The sleeping bag zipper is too loud, but everything else is. <laughs> 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 We've got, like, your, your moon rising symbolizes. So, because we do work like Bo and I always comment that we have a uh, we have a chemistry that I feel like is in the stars to work really well together. You do. And we just like, yeah. So, I mean, I'll let you. This explain, is, but. so this is Meryl's code. With oh, you Bo's, did both of us. Yeah, with oh Bo on the outside. Dang, you did so, so much work, that is, bro. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That's really beautiful. So, Thank you. I mean, it really kind of blew my mind to see. So, Bo, if you look at Bo's planets on the outside of Meryl's code, Bo's son is in Meryl's 10th house. Oh, the 10th house is the house of achievement. It's associated with the 10th sign, which is Capricorn. So, Bo is literally lighting up your career. You're welcome. <laughs> no, because even as sometimes as frustrated as I do get with Bo, like I don't think I could find another another partner as that I think is like also so funny that I enjoy as a person who's also really talented. So I think we both have frustrations for each with each other, but we both like we both bring each other great gifts. Totally. But well, it, everything is gifts and challenges. It does seem like though I'm bringing you the light <laughs> in this challenge. <laughs> just to be clear, Meryl. He, does, he did just make our clear. logo really nice. And <laughs> he's gonna design masks for us. <laughs> so no, yeah, I think that's very true. Now. Uh, the ch- like so the challenge is is over here chiron is in the sixth house chiron is the wound and it's a wound to your self-confidence in your daily life your routine like Bo is bringing light to that area for you uh, jupiter the planet of expansion the god of thunder the the planet of uh of luck is in the fifth house, the house of children. So you will be having children. <laughs> no, um, we, <laughs> we, we would, if, if, if a baby, if like our mutual baby came out of me, both of him and I couldn't like kick it far away enough for me. That's so true. <laughs> There's, we no. wouldn't even be in like the delivery room together. No. I feel like we'd be like, yeah, uh, you got this right. <laughs> See ya. So, uh, it, what it means, you know, the children We're is, is, a podcast, is, is, yes, yeah. that's it. You know, it's, it's, it's creative. It's creative expression. The house of children represents the energy of children. And, and this podcast carries that energy. There's a lot of laughter, mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And so Bo heightens your fun factor in your creativity. Yeah. With, and so... There's that. Then and then the eleventh house, the house of friendship, is is filled up here. Bo's Pluto, 
Bose Mercury and Bose Moon. So the planet of transformation, the planet of communication, and the planet of emotions are all in Merrill's Merrill's eleventh house, the house of friendship. So he's bringing, you know, new acquaintances and people into your life. That is so funny. That's one of my favorite quotes. I mean, I love Bo, uh, but his friends. It's like an ongoing joke that I like to like poach his friends because <laughs> he ha- his his friends are like honestly some of my favorite people on this planet and i love his friends too i like really really love his friends so i think that that's that's a cool that's thing that's it yeah. right here yep. right here and so and then uranus uh the planet of the unexpected the planet of genius is in merrill's 12th house so <laughs> so really like uh bo's genius mind is in your subconscious now and <laughs> and it's also at the same. He's flipping his hair. His mom's <laughs> hair. I just flip my hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's also at the same uh, degree as Merrill's uh, Mars, the planet of action. So he's he's spurning you into action in a way that's very unique, very different from maybe how you were acting and moving forward in your life prior to meeting him. That's very true. I can't wait to see mine with you in it, and then it's just empty. <laughs> it's just creating like a shit show, like <laughs> just chaos. She, yeah, she brings nothing there. she brings coffee once a month. Or the, the god <laughs> of chaos is in every one of my houses. <laughs> no, I think I, I bring I bring I. All right, let's yeah, do yeah, the okay, talking. Okay. Well, here here's one other thing I, I, that's important to mention too. I talked about the tenth house and Bo's son being there, but uh, his Venus, which we just talked about, which is in Leo is also not only in the 10th house, it's at the highest point in the sky, the midheaven. This was the highest point in the sky when Meryl was born, 27 degrees in Leo, and that's where Bo's Venus is. Venus is the planet of Lady Luck, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty. So he's bringing an aesthetic beauty and luck to your career. Thank you, Mo. You're welcome. Venmo me here. Yeah, just uh. No, I think it's true, and I think like we've we've found that like you know when we went to Philly together, it's like we go into a coffee store, and normally I would probably be like a little bit like ha ha, that's funny, but Bo brings out that side of me that's a little bit more animated, like together, and so like we were getting like free coffee every single you know because people are like we love you, so I think that that helps. Yes. Free coffee's good. Free coffee. You brought free <laughs> you brought free coffee into In the life. Something <laughs> I deal with though is that like I feel like because Bo is so busy, sometimes I feel like like I'm not nagging him or something, but it's like if we have something to do, it's like I have to respect like Bo's timing because he'll always do it, but just like not on my exact timing. Mm-hmm. But then I almost like in a good way, if I wait, he'll do it like better than anyone. But it's almost like I'm I'm wanting to like archer my way through stuff and be like now, now, now. But so that's sometimes that's some of like the push and pull. that. Well, we this have, is the conflict between your moons, your emotional nature. So Bo's moon is at 18 degrees in Libra. Meryl's moon is at 16 degrees in Capricorn. So that's just two degrees away. Capricorn is cardinal earth. Libra is cardinal air. So the mutual cardinal modality creates a very strong alignment between your emotions, but the air and earth uh, elements conflict. So your emotional natures are off in a sense, where Meryl is very rigid in her emotions where she's like we got to do this by this time we got to do this by this time because she's like the goat that's like planning Mm -hmm. i got to be at this ledge by here and then this ledge (laughs) by there and then so on and bo's just like just uh, let me just give me space and i will handle it in my time you know and gracefully because he's libra 
So it's about that's that's the conflict there. And you have to just this is building trust with one another. It's very interesting that Bo's north node and south node are in his south node is in Meryl's house of marriage. So you might have been a couple in a past no. life. <laughs> Maybe until several I, like, lifetimes. Until I like beheaded him or something. <laughs> <laughs> but in this lifetime, Bo's north node is in Meryl's first house, which means, and it's in Scorpio. So Scorpio is the sign of karmic bonds. So it's really about you, Meryl, respecting Bo's leadership. <laughs> And that's where we had this. But no, no, no. Um, I was just going to say, <laughs> no, I do. In, in this lifetime, my node will be nowhere close to your house. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> just so you know. He, he, he takes his node outside I, of my house. <laughs> no, and I do. I think I need to respect Bo's leadership uh, a little bit more. And I think during this this quarantine time is crazy because all of us are are going through challenges and mm -hmm. things. And I have sure. felt a little bit like, like Bo is – I get – I get crazy when I feel like Bo is like distracted from like us or from me or, you know, the podcast or whatever. So this has been a learning lesson in just like letting him have the grace and trusting that he does care and he is into our project. But like also letting someone that you care about kind of like be a little bit distracted now and then because this is one of and and and. And Bo is like still so good distracted, but it's almost like this is my favorite like project and my thing. So I feel like I always think about it nonstop. Yes. And then like respecting if that's if Bo gets like distracted a little bit from it here and there. Hmm. Is yes. that like a fixed sign thing? Well, so this this is this is this is a, a great lesson for you. This relationship is such a great lesson mm -hmm. for you, uh, Meryl, because your north node is in the eighth house, which is the house of death. So this goes back to what I was saying with your Scorpio rising, where you're really learning to be here for the other, to be a nurturer for the other. So trusting the other. The key is, is that the other is respecting you. Like giving your passion is what you're meant to do. But are you giving your passion to somebody who is respecting you in return? Mm -hmm. So this Bo has respected you for some time. Mm -hmm. You've done several episodes together. He's committed. You know, he may not be doing things exactly the way that you want him to do things, but you're not here to micromanage him yeah you are here to trust him <laughs> it's true and, it's really and, really true and, and Bo always shows me that he cares it's like i'm just weird about how like my version of what showing me what people care look like this goes back to your expectations yeah your expectations are mount everest okay you might not make it to mount everest that's okay mm -hmm. because just the fact that you have mount everest is like the top spot means that you're going to make it to a higher mountain than you would have otherwise. So let yourself off the hook a little bit. Go easy on yourself. Go easy on the people around you. And just saying that to yourself, you're not going to go easy, but you'll be a little bit easier than before. And if you let go a little bit, you're, take your hands off the wheel a little bit, you'll see that it, it moves. It goes on its own. So, but it's about that happens by trusting the person that you're in partnership with. If you trust the person that you're in partnership with, then you don't have to micromanage them. 
I mean, that's great advice. I just think that... Uh, that's so good. I, I think if Meryl saw Mount Everest, she'd want to build a condo on it. <laughs> on the very top. I would like. I would drag like my dead Sherpa and like make, make, a, make, a, make a, like a bear skin wall of her skin or something. His or her skin. Oh. I'll say one last thing about uh, Bo's code on Meryl's is this is Mars, the planet of action, the god of war in the house of marriage. So th- that means that there will be conflicts in this relationship. But the conflicts are good because the tension creates movement. It creates action. Yeah. So it's also what brought you guys together, I imagine, just like kind of really quickly. Like, oh, my God, like I just met you, but like, let's do this Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Totally. So, yep. Yeah. That's, that's good. That I think yes. that's so good. And I think that Bo has really helped me with just having communication. And he's someone that I do trust. If I am having an issue, I feel like we can sit down and talk about it and then come to like a good resolution. Is there a name on there that someone who oh, I could talk to, though? Because <laughs> I don't have anybody. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, when he has conflicts with me, he could talk to his, his roommate or someone else. I don't know. <laughs> but I bring it, but I, I spice up his life. Mm hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say I squeeze his nodes, but that's oh, really disgusting. No, I don't. Gross. <laughs> you slowly milk them. Ew! I milk his nodes. <laughs> I milk his nodes of creativity. <laughs> but Meryl's node is also in Bo's first house, so Bo is also, you know, supposed to be listening to Meryl and and letting Meryl lead as well. There's I a real balance here, and this is where the conflict happens. You know, it's about trusting one another, yeah. being willing to take your hands off the wheel and let the other person drive. That's a big part of this relationship both ways. Yeah. Don't drive with Meryl. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, please don't drive. It, it's not, a good, yeah, it's not no. a good thing. That is so amazing. I really, awesome. really, really appreciate oh, that. That's you. so beautiful. Thank so you. if you had to choose right now who you're going to be friends with, would it be Meryl <laughs> or me? <laughs> He's laughing. Uh, it's I, me. It's me. We're going to be friends. Sorry. You can be friends with Sorry, Meryl. That's so uh, funny. You, you got to build that condo up on the Everest. <laughs> I'll be on Everest just like losing oxygen, but like still feeling like I'm achieving something. So where can people, if they wanted to get a detailed reading the way you did for us, where can people reach you? And also listen to your podcast. The yeah, totally. Transit. Yeah, the, tran- the, the podcast is The Weekly Transit. Uh, you can find me at theweeklytransit.com. Uh, and that's where you can contact me for a reading you can also sign up for the newsletter the weekly newsletter the weekly transit where i basically go into greater detail what we go over in the podcast and i draw images of the planets and stars and Mm. and show where everything is transiting so that if you know your astrological code you can see where the planets and stars are aligning in your code mm. yeah i think yes. that's so interesting because it's like when you kind of have that information then say you get in an argument with someone that day then you can almost like observe and be like well this is because i need to work on my feelings rather exactly. than just like like living within that argument rather than reacting yeah you're yeah. just like okay let me let me think about this for a second and process it and figure out why i'm feeling the way that i'm feeling mm. that's what the planets are ac- asking you to do they're not inciting you to just act you know mindlessly hmm. i'm also on instagram at the weekly transit too. nice so, yeah <laughs> oh my gosh well we appreciate you so so, so much no, that was awesome that this was really so great i really appreciate you. you sharing all that. that and and i can't stress enough what looks like so much work that you did just to get to know each of us yeah it's, it's beautiful we'll post pictures yeah on everywhere it's unbelievable so please check you out i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I will check me out. Yeah, thank you. check you out. Um, okay. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, thank guys. You. I, I, I'm, 
I'm thrilled to be here and, and share this knowledge with you. We want you to like stay in our sleeping bag the whole time. Can you, just, <laughs> can you live down stars. there? Yeah. Can you live? Get a we're gonna we're gonna leave, but you stay. Okay. Yeah, you stay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Sounds good. We'll Thank you. you. Right. Bye. We're both so wounded <laughs> and vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> we worked on all of our issues. I have a lot to work on. Uh, You're fine the way you are. Oh, okay. You good? Um, no, 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 no. It was awesome. It was awesome. I, I mean, listen. Again, like I said before, uh, I'm not totally. A, I don't buy the Ouija board. I don't look at the stars and think it has something to do with with me and my day. Right. I don't feel like a, it's predetermined who I'm going to be. I can make changes and choices, um, but. That was really interesting, and I felt like it's kind of hard to deny some of the things that lined up with my my actual personality. Yes, and I think it's so interesting looking at historical events, mm -hmm. uh, and then seeing like what how that correlates with different astrological things that yeah. were occurring. And we're, so we're fucked in twenty. Yeah, we have a couple more years. Twenty four, and we're free. Until like Pitbull is president or something. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would vote for Pitbull tomorrow in a second. What about Kanye? You gonna no, vote for Kanye? No, I feel for him. I know why because he's mentally yeah, challenged. Yeah, I, I, I really do feel. I think he is a brilliant person. I really do think you he's, do. I think he's smart and talented. No, but I think he has mental issues. No, like, I, I, yeah, I think he's okay. Okay, I'll agree with that. Yeah, I, I think he's. It's I'm not saying he's he's a worthless nothing, but uh, clearly he's got some talent in certain things. But also, he is so. Off so fucking office. What rocker. if our next like presidential election is like Amanda Bynes, <laughs> Howie Mandel, <laughs> Kanye West, Lindsay Lohan? <laughs> Just honestly, I wonder how our country would run. Like uh, I'd probably thrive. Those are like my people. The thing is, is what, what's happening is we're getting to that space where it's like to be president, you don't have to have any knowledge on anything. Right. You just go in and go like, sure, Just do popular, that. Yeah. And I think that's a very dangerous place because things are happening on the back burner that a lot of people aren't noticing. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the Ooh. stars, right? Scott, we love you so much, you guys can check out his podcast at the weekly transit yes thanks again scott thank you listeners we love you and we will see you next time this episode of campfire shit show was produced by bo hufford and meryl Climo. it was edited by bo hufford and the theme song was composed and sang by your friendly camp director me pb and j if you've got a question or you want to be the next camper of the week email us at campfire shit show at gmail.com say hi to bo and meryl on instagram at Campfire Shit Show, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Well, kids, it's time to pack up the camp and put out the fire. But don't you worry. We'll see you soon on another episode of the Campfire Shit Show. Good night, kids. Sleep tight.